This is a Sell Anywhere podcast where we help you to sell, lead, and recruit from anywhere. Your talent is not limited to your zip code. And if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere. What is happening, Sell Anywhere podcast listeners and viewers on YouTube? You can see me on YouTube. Welcome to the podcast today. I have someone that is going to unchain you. Listen, it can be a slow and lonely grind of a road out there, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, Bryce Evans, the B to the E, is going to come in and uh, and set us free. Uh, Bryce, welcome to the show, my brother. DT, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do, and and uh, we'll get into your your origin story in just a minute. But just talk to us a little bit about uh, how, like, well, first off, this is sell anywhere. Where is your anywhere, brother? Where you at? Right now, I'm in uh, I'm in Richmond, California. Um, so I'm about what 20, 30 minutes north of Oakland in the in the Bay Area. Okay, uh, uh, so sales happen out there in the Oakland Bay Area. Uh, yeah. what, what do you sell, dude? Like what, what are we, what are we doing in the world of sales and leadership right now? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's life insurance, right? Financial services. Um, so, you know, I help, I help families with their enrollment and their life insurance, uh, retirement plans, tax-free retirement plans, and, uh, it's all leads based, you know? So, um, I get to focus on just solely helping people out that have already submitted some sort of request on their end um, already looking for the, for the coverage. And, you know, that's, I know we'll get into a little bit more, but that's the whole reason I do this. We were talking about it earlier. Like life insurance is super important. You know what I mean? Um, everybody needs it, but if people were filling out forms for bricks, you know, I might, I might be selling that too. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of the, uh, that's kind of the, the, what initially attracted me to it or a big reason why is, is because there's so many people that are filling out forms for it. It's something that everybody needs, um, everybody qualifies for people get multiple times. So, um, that's, that's what really excited me about getting into this business. Love it. But guys, listen, it's not that complicated, right? Just find what people need, give them what they need. That's what sales and selling is. It, it is, it, it's, it's helping people to get what they want. And that's how we get what we want. That's called being of value, uh, outside of business, outside of sales, outside of, uh, of what you're doing within your company. What lights your fire, dude? Man, well, uh, that's obviously, as you know, changed quite a bit for me recently. Um, just had a, just had my first son. He's uh, five months old now. Um, so as you know, times eight, right? Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that's, that really lights your fire when, when you have a, when you enter a, or have a, new kid enter the world, um, and new responsibility. So man, it's been a blessing. Um, and so that's my little guy, but other than that, obviously my wife, you know, my dog, my family, um, you know, I grew up, uh, about four hours South of here, um, uh, central coast of California. And so that's where the majority of my family and, and friends are. Um, and funny enough, like I married into a Filipino family and what I love about the Filipinos is they're all about family. Right. And so, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's been an awesome ride with my wife. So, I mean, you know, 
in short, um, the the people around me and, and my family is what really lights my fire and keeps me going every day. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, uh, kids do change everything. Uh, yeah. I also know you're an adventurer too, right? So what's what's your flavor of adventure, Rice? Yeah, I mean, I grew up. My my uh, my dad was he loved camping. Like my parent, I was named after. Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah, right? And and I got my name because the first time my mom and my dad they felt me kick in their stomach was when they were uh, in my mom's stomach was when they were camping at Bryce Canyon, and they were like, if it's a boy, we should name him Bryce, right? And then apparently, if uh, if I was a girl, I would have been named Hana after the road okay. to Hana. So I'm I'm glad I wasn't a girl. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that everybody would call me Hannah or something. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I come from my parents, you know, they were big into camping. So I love, I love getting outside. Um, I love camping. I love mountain biking in the winter. I love snowboarding. Um, this past father's day, we just went, we went fishing. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm big into, into getting out at every weekend, me and my wife try to go do some sort of hike, um, some sort of walk, you know, with the dog and the little guy. So, yeah, I would. I, from an adventure standpoint, that's 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 what drives me. Love it, man. That's why I say a lot of people say, well, you know, start with start with uh, why, which I, I'm a big fan of. But sometimes it's good to start with where, right, and find that that mm. place that that uh, that restores you and and fills you. And dude, I could be talking to a Hana. I'm glad that if you were a girl, it wouldn't have been <laughs> can't you were Bryce or Canyon. So I'm glad Canyon would have been a poor. Poor name yeah. choice. There. Do you know the significance of the the road to Hana? I've heard I've heard things about that. Oh man, I can't believe you asked me that because I probably should know because that's where my dad proposed to my mom, and it's where I proposed to my wife was on the road to Hana. So, no and I have fa- I have family in Maui, so I, I I should know that. So no, I guess okay. enlighten right, so, so I so let me ask you. So so uh, where do you remember where, where did you start on on the road to Hana? Where did you start? When you drove, did you drive it or do you just were on the road? Drove it. Yeah. From the, from at the bottom, there's the, I forget the name of that beach, but it's where all the, the surfers go and some of them okay. make it back. Yep. So you drove it and then you got to Hana. Was there anything at Hana? Uh-huh. Or almost nothing. There's, I've heard, there, there's like a little park. <laughs> That's all. And then you, yeah. and then, so, so what the way that I've heard it, I haven't driven the road to Hana. That's a drive I want to take. Is that it's it's one of those drives that that helps you to kind of frame life as a journey, because it's mm-hmm. not about like the destination itself isn't the reward of that drive. It's the beautiful, breathtaking views you're seeing all the way up, and all the way down, yeah. and uh, so that's uh, at least that's what I've heard is the significance to uh, to the road to Hana. Should tell your wife that. <laughs> well. So, I will, and I won't tell her you told me too. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna. <laughs> it's just gonna come straight from me. <laughs> Perfect. You're like, honey, did you know why I proposed? Right. Let me tell, exactly. Let me, tell Let me tell you. It's about the journey. So I, I, I love it. I am. I'm always interested in, you know, that Steve Jobs said that when we look at the journey. Speaking of journey, that it's easier to piece together when we look backwards. Sometimes it is forward because when we look forward, it's all. It's always a mystery. Like, what's next? I don't know. But looking backward, I always like to look at the origin of what launched you into who it is that you are now and what it is that you're doing now. And man, share with us that. I, I know it started with some sales frustration, and I'm sure a lot of us could can relate. But uh, 
yeah take us to your origin dude yeah yeah i mean um you know it's funny i was listening to a uh to some of your previous podcasts and i've heard you talk a few times about how when we get into sales it's a lot of times by accident you know we don't necessarily go seeking it right and that's definitely was me you know i i graduated uh from cal poly in san luis obispo california which is you know the the where i grew up uh, with a business degree in, in human resources and management. And I took human resources management because it seemed like the easiest way to finish my degree, but not because I had any interest in human resources. So <laughs> that was that was the type of student I was, was how can I get through this, right? Not like how, what, how can I learn this and apply this anywhere? So naturally I fell into sales because I didn't really have any specific marketable skills really um it was like i just gotta i gotta start doing something and i ran into a couple guys at the career fair that were former cal poly grads and and the and one of them i didn't know he's a few years older than me but the other one um i had i'd spent a few years at cal poly with i played basketball with him a lot and uh and he was like yeah i mean in his first year he got close to a hundred thousand second year he made a hundred thousand and i was like shoot like sounds good to me you know, and it was uh, it was logistics sales, um, and basically, you know, they were a partner of of a major shipping provider, and they went around to businesses and found out who they were shipping with, and if they were a fit, got them to switch over to our our shipping partners, right? Um, so, like, you know, I, I, did, I did the interview at the career fair, and uh, went up to San Francisco for a field ride. And basically went into the office and then they took me out to the field and they, for like 15 minute drive from the office to the field, they had me reading this like script. And then we get out of the car and we go to our first door and they're like, Train. all right, this is my, this is, no, this is my interview. Basically, this is my second interview to see if I can even handle this oh. to get, I wasn't, a, I wasn't, a, I wasn't hired yet. Um, so yeah, the process is they they have you do a first interview and then they'll have you take you on a field ride. And if they like you, they'll have you come back for a final interview. And if that one goes well, they'll make an offer. Um, so passed the first one, got through this, the second one, which is the field ride, read a script for 15 minutes in the car, jump out. They say, knock on the door. If they answer, repeat what you just learned in that script. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. It was <laughs> nerve wracking as heck. You know what still I mean? Still remember it? You still remember the script? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could probably. So it's uh, um, hey, my name is Bryce. Um, I'm with you know X and X company. We're partners with this company. I'm looking to speak with the owner of the business. Who might that be? Right. And so, and it's like, well, he's not here. Okay, no problem. Maybe you can help me out. So I'm just trying to get an idea. Do you guys do any shipping with this, this, or this? And then I start qualifying. Um, but the goal is to get to the owner. Um, and if if I walked into a, a business. And there was nobody at the front desk. It was get to the corner office because typically executives are in a corner office. So look for the sign that says CFO, operations manager, CEO. So I did, I did that for, so, you know, long story short, passed through that, got got hired. And for four and a half years, that was, that was my job was, you know, sneaking around the Bay Area, uh, finding corner <laughs> offices. <laughs> Never heard um, those sales described as that sneaking it around. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool, man. It it was it was the hardest, but most fun. Like, man, there's so many so many stories. I, I mean, I would go home and I would tell my friends like what I do, and they're like, "You do that? 
like, like the that craziest the, thing. Yeah, what's the craziest thing that happened? Um, what what's the? Are there do any kids listen to this podcast? Uh, just keep <laughs> curse words out. We're fine. I doubt, no, no curse words. No curse words. So, um, middle of San Francisco, right downtown San Francisco. Go into uh, knock on a door. We go into this business. I actually have my manager with me. He's out in the field with me that day. Um, so walk into the business, you know, ask to speak to the owner and they're super nice in there. The guy that answered the door is like, oh yeah, sure. So he goes to the back to speak with the owner. Right. And so we're just kind of standing there and my manager, he looks at me and he goes, Hey, turn around, turn around. And I'm like, what? He said, turn around and look at me. And I go, okay. And so I turned and I stand next to this like statue. I didn't, I, I hadn't looked at it. And he's just laughing his face off, taking a picture of me. Right. And I'm like, what, what are you taking a picture of? And I turn around and look, and it's a giant male genital, right? Just a giant statue of a male genital. And I'm like, what is this? And so then I take some pictures. Like, I actually have it posted on my Instagram, a picture of me like going like this, but I cut out the rest of it. Perfect. But, um, but yeah, so I, I turn, I realize what it was, and the guy comes back, and we speak to the owner. So it turns out they're a, a distributor of porn DVDs, and they ship like a ton of porn DVDs. <laughs> Um, and so I, I don't think it ended up working out that they became a client, but, um, yeah, that's, that was a fun story that came to my top of my head. So uh, that's pretty yeah. funny, man. Uh, yeah. So, and at the end, you're going to tell everyone, uh, how they can find you on Instagram so they can see said picture. I'm kidding. If it's, I don't know if it's right there. So I, I cut out, I cut out that part. Trust me. I love it. Great. <laughs> Bring me to the place to where, like, I know that there were some frustrations that, that went along with that and so i'm going to ask you to kind of bring me to your dark days of uh of this because man guys the life sometimes that we live feels like you're all alone you're a hunter gatherer and there's nothing to hunt or gather in 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 where yeah. you're at and i think that's kind of a bring it bring us to that place yeah um you know, it was uh, it it was the best introduction to sales that I feel like I've could have gotten. I I always said like I I really don't see myself doing this long term, but I don't think I could have gotten a better sales training. You know, I, there's nothing harder that I could have done to start out in my sales career. I feel like right, um, and so I always knew that whatever I did next, it was probably gonna feel easier. You know what I mean? Um, so so I definitely had a a a, a respect and like a gratitude for that. But man, dude, after after four and a half years of of cold calling all day, um, you know, and then COVID hit, and I was we were trying to cold call over like Google Meets and everything like that. Um, I started to get a sense of like, you know, I, I, there's got to be a better way, you know. Um, and then so I grew up about four hours south of San Francisco, which was where I was living um, for the job. And, you know, I worked the territory of the San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, my dad and my mom, they still live down down south. And my dad ended up passing away. Um, and my brother was living with them at the time. So it was, my brother was down there. But I just, like, I started to get the feeling I felt, like, stuck. You know what I mean? I felt stuck in a job that kept me in a certain place. And I just, I want, I started to get a feeling of like, man, I want to be able to go down and see my mom and my brother and be with them, but still be able to produce income for my family. You know what I mean? Not like have to ask somebody to take a week or two weeks off in order to do that. Um, 
And whether or not I could have done it at that last job, I don't know. It didn't feel like it. You know, obviously at the time it was COVID. So there was, you know, Google, Zoom, whatever. Um, that's how we were prospecting, but it was tough to prospect that way. But I felt like eventually once things cleared up, we we're going to go back to, you know, in the field cold calling. So that's what really, it, it wasn't a whole lot other than that other, like more of just like a feeling of, I got to find a way that I can produce income and not feel stuck by in a certain place, um, working for a specific person. And then, I mean, in full transparency, cause they're probably never going to listen to this. Um, my manager ended up leaving and I, he was a great guy. He taught me a lot. And then I got a new manager and I was a top producer in her office and she was asking me how many leads I got that day, how many dials I got that day. And, and yeah, it was like, I'm bringing in all the revenue for office. You know what I mean? So like, so I've, I knew like, I don't need that anymore. I get, I get it when you're brand new, you do need that, but there, you, there's a certain point where, you know, um, I didn't feel like I, I needed that. So that all prompted me to, uh, to sit on the computer one Sunday morning and, and submit a ton of resumes to dis- different sales jobs. And, and honestly, that this was a Sunday morning and the next Monday, um, the business I have now, they were the first ones to get back to me. Um, and first across and, and this, you know, line. that's all, that's all that mattered. So I'm like, that's right. It, it is, it is interesting. And, and for those of this is, this podcast is for salespeople and, and leaders. We have a ton of leaders that listen to this as well. I want people to reflect upon that when, when, when managers get scared or they're trying to prove themselves, they tend to like manage tasks instead of lead people. And I do think managing tasks is important, like you said, to, to new people. But if you're stepping into a place and that's the first thing you do, um, people don't leave companies, they leave leaders. And, mm. uh, and, and that's what, that's what happened, uh, right then and right there. You, you, so you, you stepped into, uh, life insurance. Yep. How, how did, did you ever have difficulty believing in product or yeah, I don't know. Like I, I always feel like the first sales to ourself and, but you might be, you might be selling products that you yourself don't necessarily use, or I don't know. Talk to us about that product belief. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I, I got myself a policy right away. So I don't think I've ever struggled with product belief. Um, you know, my, my dad, he worked for the state and my mom worked for the state as well. So from like a financial standpoint, when he passed, nothing really changed, like his full income transferred over. But I knew like, if I did what I did now and my dad was still here, he definitely would have gone, like he was an easy sale. You know what I mean? If I would have talked to him about it, he would have been like, oh yeah, he would have bought something for me. You know what I mean? And that would have changed a lot of things. And, um, I also knew that it, like, if he could go back and do it again, just knowing who he is, like he would want to, uh, he would want to leave something behind. Like the fact that he didn't leave anything behind, um, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I'm just mean from like a financial standpoint. Um, you know, the fact that he didn't leave anything behind, I know if he could go back and do it again, he would, he would change that. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that that's like the reason I do this, but sure. I always keep that in the back of my mind and, and. You know, I try to relay that to clients. Um, but in terms of product belief, no, nah, because I just knew that, man, if my dad had something like this, 
um, the legacy that he would have left for us would have been a lot different. You know what I mean? So, all right. So you have, so you have the belief. You have you have these people who are who are asking for what you have. Which part of your business have you struggled with? What's been the most difficult part of getting into what you're doing? Um, I think for me, it, it's not it's not like. I could always do better on the sales side, um, but for me, that you know, the other side of this business is building a business and and helping others do the same thing, and you know, that's that's where I ultimately want to take this thing. I love sales and I love helping clients, and I'll always do it. But what's going to take you know my family to the next level is by helping a lot of other people do the same thing, right? Um, and and you know, it took me a while to figure out who I want to work with, you know, how I want to build my business. I've certainly in the last, I don't know, call it six to eight months, gotten a lot more clear on that. And I'm still working on it every day. Trust me. Um, but I think for a little while, I, I tried to, you know, throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and hope it sticks in terms of building a business. And, uh, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't right for me. I tried to do what a lot of other people maybe did that worked for them, but it wasn't, I never was clear on what I wanted and how I wanted to go about the business building side of it. Love it. I, okay, so I want to, I want to, I want to transfer or, or, or kind of cross the bridge from selling to leading because you're doing both, right? And and I, I want to know, I want to know what advice you have uh, for that in just a minute. First, I want to take a moment and let the listeners know that if you're getting value from this podcast and even from the other ones. There's a program I've created just for you where you get to hang out with me and a group of other people and get coached once a week. It's called the Sell Anywhere of Mindset Mastery, SAM for short. And if this appeals to you, you need to go to GoSellAnywhere.com and join us there. You get in, you can quit anytime. It, it, it's, it is a year cost way less than a typical month would in any of my other programs. So I would just encourage you, if you need a coach and you're looking for a way to enter into that, or maybe you just had to leave a coach because just weird financial situations that are going on in our country right now, go check it out. You you shouldn't be alone. So anyway, back to the back to this. That was my live little uh, selfless plug. Uh, well, I want to know, <laughs> going from going from selling to leading man like what similarities and differences in in i guess if you're if you're talking to someone else that's that's transitioning from hey hey you're a high level salesperson and now you're transforming yourself into a leader and someone who's attracting talent training talent doing like not making the same mistakes that your manager made whenever you know in your previous company what it what are the similarities and differences in and maybe what is some advice you might give to someone in a similar place yeah, I mean the best. I think the best advice I would give is it. Now, I, I did, I didn't come up with this. I heard this from other people. Um, you know, I, I heard Ed Mallette say it a lot, quite a bit. But he said, "You're most equipped to help the person you once were," right? And 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 that's what I've gotten a lot more clear on focusing on. When I first tr started trying to build a business, I thought I had to be everything to everybody. I thought that, you know, if you had a pulse, I had to teach you how to sell life insurance. If you just filled out some sort of form, you know what I mean? Saying like, hey, I might be potentially interested in doing what you guys do. I thought I had to find a way to work with you and make it work. Um, what I learned, man, is like, I don't know how to help a 
57-year-old single mom get out of $30,000 of student debt, you know, do this part-time on the weekends. And you know what I mean? Like, I can't relate to her. Um, I can't, I can teach her how to sell, but I can't really relate to her. And a lot more of leading is more than just like a script and how to turn a script into sales. You know what I mean? Um, and so it, it took me, it took me some time to, to get more clear in that and, and understand that there's a lot more to leading than just teaching people how to sell. And, um, it's okay to get very narrowed down and specific with who you want to work with. Um, because has to be a mutually beneficial business relationship, you know? Um, and so I, I think it took me a little, a little too long to, to figure that out, but it's definitely been, um, a lot more fun to, to be more clear with that. Love it. How would like, let's just say I'm a leader, I'm out there. I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I want what you are talking about. How do I, how, what, what would you recommend I do to bring clarity to, well, first off, I'd love to hear like what you're, what you're like the person you once were, who is that? Yeah. How, how could I find that my version of that? Yeah. I mean, I think the easiest way to transition into, into leading is to think about where you were when you found the business that you have so much passion for now. And just understand that there's a lot of other people that are in that same position. And so that's who you should look to, to work with and help out. Um, and, and it's a lot more fulfilling as well to like, man, you, you were, you were in the same position I was, you know, four years ago. And I've actually, I've, I've cleared that path and how to transition from that type of environment, sales, whatever, into, into this, you know? And so my, my thing is I like helping the guy that I call it, you know, the leashed salesman or the chain salesman where they feel constrained or restricted in whatever they're doing, whether it be a territory um, that they're stuck in, whether it be they have to check into an office every day, whether it be a manager that's breathing down their neck, um, or they have only one way of of selling, which, you know, for a lot of times, like if for what I was doing, it's just cold calling. Like nobody's asking for what you do. You got to go out and find it yourself, which ends up taking like 95% of your time. And you only get to spend 5% of your time doing the fun stuff, which is selling. You know what I mean? Um, so that that's, that's, my passion now is finding guys that are in that position that I was in and, and helping them, um, transition to really create their life around their business and not the other way around. You know what I mean? Um, as opposed to having been, having to live your, live your, like fit your life into your business, like create a business that, that fits your life. Mm, wow. That's good. All right, Bryce, you're going to tell us where we can get in touch with you. And then I have, we have one final pitch before we end this episode. Bryce, where can we, where can we find you and, and how can we, how can we, how, how do we connect with the man, the myth and the legend that is Bryce Evans? Um, I share for right now, I'm working on, um, more getting a bigger social media presence for right now. I share mostly about what I do on Instagram. Um, I'm Bryce B Evans underscore. So find me on there, and and as I grow into other platforms, you'll you'll see me post it on there. So that's that's the best place as of now. Love it, and look out for the fake one. There's a real one, and there's a fake one. If you see me connected to him, it's the real one. Uh, you see two underscores, then it's not me. That guy tends to sneak his way out there quite a bit. Crazy man. I I, I want to know what it's like to be so successful. People are pretending to be me. I, I would I like it has to be flattering. So. <laughs> 
Bryce, we're going to end it here, dude. I want you to I want you to imagine you are you're you're on a mountaintop, okay? And um in for just a moment, you have all of the world's leashed salespeople, chained salespeople, and they're and they're in front of you with all the weight and all the burden and all the difficulty that they've been going through that's associated with the weight of the chain and of the leash. Hmm. And I'm just going to ask you, man, just to dig deep and find find something in you that would, like, if there's a, a message you have for them or something you can use to encourage them, uh, you know, if, if there's if there's anything you feel like that they should, they should, they should dig deep and find within themselves. I'm just going to ask you, man, speak, speak to your people from the mountaintop for a second, brother. Man, I would say, um, you have the ability to create your own happiness. Um, I, you know, I, I think for too long, I let my happiness be defined by what I was doing and my results and everything like that. And, and to know that you have everything, like you're equipped with everything you need to create the life that you want and create the happiness that, that you're seeking. You have the ability. Sometimes you do have to make some changes. Um, and, and some, uh, most, most of the time it's just little changes, but, but just know that you have everything you need, um, to, to do that. And you can create your own happiness. Um, it doesn't have to be defined by someone else or something else or the results you're getting right now. Come on guys, whatever your next step is, you're it's, it's always just one step away. And I love that Bryce is so powerful. You have the ability to create your own happiness, dude. That is, uh, that. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Uh, we have that and we deserve it. And thank you, man, for stirring that up. And thanks for speaking to your people. Bryce, thanks for joining us in the celebration. Thank you. All right, guys, uh, go find Bryce and remember, uh, build yourself up, stir yourself up. If you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere.